Welcome to Cheap Wine and Good Food, the podcast where we drink a lot of wine, sometimes talk about food, and ask you to subsidize our slow but certain descent into drinking a lot of really good, sometimes not so good, cheap wine. Welcome. How are y'all today? Regardless, we thank you so much for being here. I'm Virginia Palencia, and I'm here with Israel Palencia. Hi. (laughs) He just shook his head. Well, I hope you guys had a good week. I kind of had a very full week. How was your week, Israel? It was a lot of work, and it was cold. Yeah. It was cold this week. Uh-uh. Winter is finally here. I hate winter with all my soul. I loved it. Love it. Loved it probably more, but it was cold. I felt it. Well, when you have to work outside in the middle of the night, I'm sure it's not that much fun. No, I didn't have the right socks or the right shirt. And, There's uh, no snow. There's, it's not. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting on the couch watching the snowfall. That would be nice. Uh, getting caught up in like a lovely rom-com with Lori Laughlin on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Which now would take place in prison. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another podcast. Yes, it is. So, yes, I worked a lot. Um, that's about it. What about yourself? Um, same, um, but since you were working all the time, I took it upon myself to sign myself up for a wine and cheese pairing class. I heard about this. At a this. big box store that shall not be named. I haven't had a chance to come back and, uh, for you to tell me how it went, so how was it? It was awesome. Um, I was stressing that I should have eaten before because I was like, oh, I'm going to drink so much. Um, but my God, they fed me so much. They had all the, they had eight rounds all these different cheeses, all these different wines, and then a plate filled with like croissants and like uh, crackers to, to help clean your palate. Oh, wow. In between courses. But my favorite part was they weren't cheap. They were a really good quality wine. And it, one of the wines that they had is the one that you and I have been eyeballing that um, the Paso Robles 18. Yeah. You know, I. So uh, this is probably a good time to tell you that I, I dropped some change in. <laughs> Bought a bottle for Christmas. It's a little bit above the normal price point. Like $30 above. Okay. But I I saw it at that particular store's top 20. And I want to say it was number one wine of the year. And I've been eyeballing it. And I've... I've had... I've had... uh, I've had a few Paso Robles stuff like the Canyon Ridge... Um, and then Missa Mesa, I'm going to mess it up. I haven't been disappointed. And most of you guys know, my 16 viewers, that I really like things from South America, Spain, or Italy. So I, the fact that I'm so enchanted with this California wine is, you know, it's a big deal. It's good, it's good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to disappoint you. But then again, I also was about five wine samplings in before they broke out the expensive one. And now that I think about it, that's probably on purpose. So do you remember anything about it? I was in, um, I was next to two women. Whenever you're in like a group setting, a group dynamic, whether it's like a baby shower or an office party, there's always a pair of women or like one kind of woman who takes it upon herself to be the sassy one. Oh. And these two were sassy. Yeah. And right next to them was a guy who was a wine enthusiast. Like I think he does it for a living. Like he's a buyer. And they kept getting on him because, I'm going to do this with my mic, he kept swirling his red wine, you know, to aerate it. 
which is not a snobby thing. Like, that's a thing that somebody who's a pro is going to do. And what was funny is right when they were busting his chops for that, I was discreetly <laughs> doing it. But then I felt like for the rest of the night, like, I couldn't do it because I'd be like, oh, ain't you fancy, you know? So I felt like I couldn't do it. Look at you being all bougie. Um, you know, I think the entire thing was maybe 18 bucks. It was really worth every penny. Uh, it was like so it. much fun. It was such a good time good for me. Good wines. And the cheeses like were delicious. Made of all different kinds of breads and cheese. Well, also at the table, the ladies, they had chev as one of the uh, cheeses. It's, yeah. it's a goat cheese, right? Yeah. When we were in France and you're like, I hate goat cheese, but I love this cheese, whatever it is, it was chev. I didn't realize Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like cheese. it. But I was free basing it and they're like, I don't do goat cheese. And I was like, just, just hand me all your cheese and just be quiet. But... They were nice people. Right. I'm making them out like they weren't, but because their sassiness actually was a lot of fun. All right. Were they wearing leopard print clothing? Are you trying to profile them? No. Maybe like big high heels and poofy hair and no, no, no. Okay. It was like a daughter and a mom who gave me all kind of pro tips on how to get wine discounts around the area. So actually, in truth, whoever this lovely lady is, I hope I run into her again, and I'm kind of indebted to her. Well, if she, if she knows where to get the uh, the best discounts, then that's my oh. kind of wine person there. I'm probably going to grow up to be just like her. Uh, but the other kind of cool thing was is they, they have a top 20 list that they just released, and I brought it to you, so I, I wanted saw, to show you. I woke up one day, and I saw it on the kitchen table, and I started looking through it, and I'm like, ooh, I like that. I've drank that. I've drank this over yeah, here. And so so, some yeah, so some, some of our favorites are on here, listeners. Now, I'm going to give you a word of caution because some of these are not the price point of cheap wine and good food. So at their number one um, is the 1858 Cabernet Sauve Paso Robles. It is $34.99, and that's the one that I, I bought for Christmas. I've been eyeing that one for a while. But their number two is a wine that we're drinking right now. Oh, it is. And it's is. one of our favorites. Um, so if you haven't tried this and you like an intense red... It's eleven ninety nine. It's a San Gregorio. It's um, it has like the region, the Calatayud. Uh, it's from I want to say like Northwest Spain. We we tried it on a whim once and we fell in love. And it's actually something that we keep stocked in our our wine bar. So it's eleven ninety nine. Um, oh, it's we tend to have a few wines that we make sure we yeah. always have, and this is one of them. It um, it's smooth. But, but um, I prefer a heavy, um, like intense kind of flavored yeah. um, or wine, and this is it. Um, it's it's smooth. It's balanced. It has this intense like it hits you, but it just feels so good. I love it. Um, it's one of my personal favorites. As for the fruits, it's um, it's kind of got like a lot of cherry, pomegranate notes, which I really like too. And read and um, listeners. <laughs> um, we discovered this one a while back, so um, uh, if I'd like to brag on us over here, it's the number two wine in this Who top knew? 20. Yeah, <laughs> so our our cheap tastes in wine mm. ended up pulling out a number two wine on this list. Yeah, so it kind of validates uh, that maybe, maybe we've got something going on. Um, there's one that I've been wanting to try that made the list. It's the it's a Bordeaux. It's a Chateau Frey Lambert, and I'm gonna say it's a 2016. Um, that's a little pricier at 19.99. I don't think I've had many Bordeaux. 
This one's a good one. And then um, there's one that was given to us as a gift a while ago that we really enjoyed. Yeah. The Apostamento Salento oh, Bonari. Oh, yeah. And that's only $14.99, so that's a little above our price point. But, you guys, it definitely is the holiday season for multiple cultures and religions. And um, that's really an elegant elegant gift. Oh, I love Apostamentos. I find them normally very smooth. Yeah. Um, and they're... This one, I think, is supposed to... It's like... If I remember, it had a little bit of like a tobacco, almost like a South American vibe there, like the Syrahs. And I know they have, He's. I flipped the page, so he's excited. The Mascota Unaname. They have several grapes that they do, but this one in particular made the list. This was also given to us as a gift. It's pricey to me. It's $27.99, but it's 94 points on the, the suckling scale. And this label, I think I've yet to have a bad version of it. And in fact, the wine ladies at my class were telling me this was their absolute favorite. It, this is the one that they always keep in the house. Now, I, I would be hesitant at spending the money, but after you and I shared the bottle, I would buy a bottle. For a very special occasion. It, it, it makes was, sense. It was very good. Now, very, obviously, very good. like, you know, the target of this is always to give you guys good information that's, you know, reasonable for a weekly or, you know, monthly or if you're just starting your wine journey. But definitely during the holiday season, as you can see by me dropping a little bit on the 1858 cap, uh, we tend to, for very special occasions, go up a price point. So we're happy to tell you what's good on here. There's also other great wines that made this list that look good. They had a the uh, Quinto Las Carvajalas. Oh, God, I screwed that up. Tinto. The, it's the Doro. And I like those. I like Doros, yes. And um, shoot, there was a Sicilian red. Yeah, for just $9.99. And I'm curious. I think we might try that next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. Now, the price is what puts me off, but, you know, it's an organic and... I'm like, is it going to be too bougie and are putting too much into it, you know? know? Or if it's just going to be like, like an Italian wine is an Italian wine. I'm not expecting... I don't know if it's Sicily's different than Italy. I kind of associate Sicily as kind of being more like pizza wine grade. And then you, uh, okay. you get up to around like Tuscany and you, oh Lord, you get into the land of the super Tuscans and it's done. Oh, super. <gasps> so would this be a good time to tell you that I joined a wine club in addition to a wine guild, in addition to attending wine classes? I would say probably would be a great time for you. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the other wine that we are drinking, because it's a two-wine kind of night, seriously, it's been a while since it's we've been a while. had some time together to really uh, unwind. You might be wondering, it's, it's not something that's normally uh, something I would pick. Um, yeah, I joined a wine club. So, <laughs> for a humble price... Based on my tastes and palate, my local wine store is selecting three bottles a month for me to try. Hmm. Yeah, so the three bottles that they gave me, one of them is a Super Tuscan. I like Super Tuscans. The last one I probably didn't fully appreciate, but I do no, like them. We were we went to uh, we went to a really nice wine bar and then restaurant with cousin Deborah up in New York. Yes. And we ordered I feel like it was like a seventy dollar super Tuscan and we were I don't even remember. It was wasted. Uh, I remember it was really smooth. But I digress. So yeah anyway he gave me um it's called Terlogio twenty fourteen. Uh it is a super Tuscan on the low end of the scale. I wanna say this retails for 
I think you can find it anywhere from like uh, ten ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine. Okay. Depending. Um, I don't know when we're gonna try that. He gave us a Spanish red, Rayen Monastrel. Um, it's it's a blend. Oh, I do like good blend. Yeah, I think it's a. I want to say it's a blend of uh, Tempranillo. Um, no, that is one hundred percent Monastrel, right? Oh yeah 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 yeah. He's looking at the bottle right now. Sorry, family. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the one that we're drinking tonight. That's a blend. In addition to the San uh, Gregorio, it's called Zero One Sauce, and it's from Washington State, from the Columbia Valley. So that's a pretty nice um, wine-growing area on the West Coast. Yes, it is. And this is a pleasant surprise. It is. Um, let me. You know what? I think I need another glass to make sure I can give it its full due. There you go, Israel. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. So let's talk about this wine. It, we had to we had to aerate it. He warned us. Open yes. it up a little bit. Let it breathe. Um, and then the first sip, you were looked really confused when you had it. It was um, that first sip I took felt a little complex and heavy, but very smooth. Um, yeah. And I walked away from it. Um, had a great scent to it. I really enjoyed that. And I had to think about it for a second. It's a really good finish, though. It does. And um, the longer, um, the longer, that second it sip. It gets better and improves with it. By the second yes. and third sip, you're like, it oh, was, yeah. It, I, I just had the, it was smooth. It was heavy. It was intense. It's all the things that I like about a wine. It was there. It's got a lot of spice to it. So I would say this isn't. This isn't a wine for anybody whose palate ranges for the sweet. Like if you are, um, if you are really more into a lighter style like a Pinot Noir, this might not be a cup of tea. But no. if you gravitate towards like a Syrah, a Malbec, you like a little complication, like a little spice. But this isn't full bodied. I'd say it's probably medium bodied. It feels full bodied. But it's the it's the finish to me. It's that I it's think spicy so. and intense. It's really. It's, um, I'm so glad he put this in our back. Yes, I am too. And when I saw the, the, uh, the zero one sauce, the, uh, uh-huh. uh name of the, of the wine, uh-huh. I was thinking, is this vet owned? Is this a military veterans day kind of special you wine? You know what I thought of as a, an Italian American Sunday sauce. I'm like, am I, what is this for my pizza sauce? You know, like some people from New Jersey, some Italians from New Jersey don't call, uh, Pasta sauce, pasta sauce. I call it like gravy, yeah, yeah. just like the sauce. Yeah. And um, you know, my family's not from the area, of course, but that's to me the connotation that jumped in my mind. It was weird. I, I got it. Yeah. Um. And actually, if you look on our Instagram, I took a picture of the three bottles of wine because when I the moment I got out of the bag, I felt like a kid at Christmas. I'm like, this is the best idea ever. I give somebody money. And then they pick out super special wines just for me. Like a wine concierge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, it was a good price. I have, I'm not a wealthy woman. I, I have a little bit of privilege to be able to have $30, $40 to blow a month. But this is how I'm choosing to spend my fun money, I guess. You know. It's a good way to choose. Oh, it made me so happy. Yeah. It made me so happy. Um, so you have an Instagram. What's the Instagram site? You don't know what it is? You're married to me. It's on my feed. I... Wow. Um, What's the name of this podcast, Israel? Cheap Wine and Good Food? Yeah. Guess what the name of the Instagram is? (laughs) Cheap Wine and Good Food? Guess what the name of the website is? 
www. I'll wait for it. Cheapwineandgoodfood? Cheapwineandgoodfood.com. Ah. That simple. Okay. All the recipes are up there. I do have a running tally of wines that we like. Um, it's still growing. I, I add to it as I can. Do you and have your holiday recipes? Because we just got through with the uh, October and the Halloween. So <laughs> yeah. we went through um, all the little Halloween things that you do and all the little scary. Do you have now the upcoming... Um, recipes for that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of... I kind of organized myself a little this weekend. So on Saturdays, you're probably going to see dessert recipes. I have them kind of lined up and fired and ready to go. Um, so I want to say actually tomorrow, I don't know when I'm going to put this up, but tomorrow will be pecan pie. Um, my New York cheesecake with ask. the cranberry sauce, I want to say like drops at the beginning of December. And this and is then, the cheesecake that almost created a riot. A riot at the policeman's Christmas ball, yes. yes. Um, and then, so I think I'm going to be doing like the desserts on Saturdays, but I think I'm also going to be putting up, um, holiday things on Friday. So like literally today I put up the Buffalo chicken taquitos. Look, it's not exciting gourmet food by any means, but people like to eat it and have stuff to bring to parties and things like that too. Um, the cranberries I make for pop are going up in a week. So if you guys, um, don't normally check in. For the recipes, you may want to just for some some holiday ideas. Nothing I make or put up there is ever very, very complicated or technical. You know, the idea is I'm a busy person. You're a busy person out there. Um, You know, let's try to make it as easy as possible. That's what we have for good food then. But I do have one thing I'd like our audience to um, hear about. Why don't you tell them about your big Halloween prank? Which Halloween prank is that, Israel? Oh, when you tried to play Ghost Hunters on me. <laughs> so let's um, let's back up there and um, let's talk about that for a second. Do we have to? Oh, I think we do. I think we started it, so I think we should end it. Oh, God. So embarrassing. So, like, oh, it was fun. <laughs> was it? It was. Who is it fun for? Uh, for everyone. Oh, my God. Listen, we've been watching episodes of Ghost Hunters International with our youngest kid late at night because it's free on YouTube and I fell asleep on the couch Israel's like I'm gonna go upstairs and I was like yeah I'll join you in a minute and then I got too lazy and then I came up with this brilliant plan and it was a brilliant plan but what all this is gonna prove is that you're not a good husband let me tell you why let me tell you why so I I call him on his cell phone and I was moving from the the couch into the dining room where it's very dark and there's a good spot to hide. And it was like this. I think there's somebody in the house and I need you to come down right now. And I cut off the phone thinking, oh, he knows that we have an insane neighbor next door. He's going to come rushing to my defense and then I'm going to jump out and scare him. Here's one of the biggest problems I had with this, this logic train. How did I know you weren't going to come down with your gun? like the next day when I was thinking about this I was like I really didn't think this through and I'm kind of glad it went the way it did so what ended up happening is Israel didn't care um, took his time and then he took so long I was hiding that I began to look around in the dining room and I had never noticed that our dining room with the full moon and the wind is really creepy at night and I began to literally scare myself 
So then I get out of the hidings. I'm like, wow, my husband's not even going to come for me. I never even heard him walk down the stairs. I turn into the doorway. He's there. I'm not expecting it. I scream so loud. I think I peed myself a little bit. You did. You did. Now, let me back up here <laughs> didn't for a care. second. This is I, all this proves. I came downstairs and I saw the dog asleep on a dog bed and the cat laying on the couch. So immediately I knew that there was no one in the house because if the door had opened, the dog would have ran You're straight to the door. you too much of a police officer. This the is cat too much logic. was just laying there, so nothing had disturbed the cat. And if there were a disturbance in the house, the cat would have gotten up and run. So I knew because of the pets that there was no one in the home and that most likely you had just gotten up and gone somewhere else. So I quietly stood and listened. And what I heard was there was a slight noise coming from the dining room. So I quietly walked to the little opening right before the dining room and I listened some more. And I listened and I listened and I heard movement. And I knew that movement was you, but I didn't know where you were because it was dark. And eventually you must have gotten bored and you stood up and you started walking towards me. So I just stood there. That's great. It's a good story, everybody. The end. This is what holidays are like in the Palencia house. This is what holidays are like in the Palencia house. Where you're going to be like, hey, let's go see a Marvel movie. And I'm going to be like, nah, I'm good. I like Marvel That's how movies. you want to spend your holidays. Marvel movies, Marvel movies have a lot of which, value. Which Spider-Man's your favorite? The one in 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005? Which one? The one in 2007. Are we talking the Tobey Maguire years? No, the Tom Holland years. I don't know who that is. That's the current Spider-Man. I don't have interest yet. He's, he's a good Spider-Man. Hey, did you read that um, Martin Scorsese open letter about Marvel making fun of it? I didn't read the letter, well, but I have, I have an idea of what he was saying, but I didn't yeah. read the letter. What did he say? Did you read it? I did. Um, because as much as I, I bust on it, I kind of agree. I think he was, it was kind of taken a little out of context where everybody said that he was making, uh, like he was busting on Marvel. Yeah. Um, but he was saying, look, you know, if that's how you want to entertain yourself, I'm not saying that's the problem, but I don't consider it art. You know, it's kind of at the first level of analysis. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, Thor's got a hammer, you know, that kind of thing. And, yeah. and he's like, and if that's entertaining you, that's fine. He's like, but he's like, that's not the kind of art I'm trying to make. And it's not the kind of art I enjoy. That was kind of like the vibe of it. That makes sense. I mean. I um, agree. I agree. I think that you have like all of these movies are taking up room at the box office and there's a demand for it, but if you keep producing it, then that kind of makes a demand. So where's the chicken and the egg in it? And it kicks out. Last year, um, the movie Roma came oh, out. Oh, yeah, but that was on and, Netflix. It and it was so on Netflix. Good. It had a limited release. It tried to get a distributor to go across. Uh-huh. It just couldn't get one. Yeah. Um, it was black and white. It was in Spanish. And there was no action. There was no suspense. <laughs> it had no a lot drama, of cons. No yeah. love story. It wasn't anything like that. It was just... An artistic movie. Yeah. And it was great. It had a huge emotional impact. Um, it was yeah. just a great movie. So you see his point. Yeah. I mean, it, those are the movies that get kicked to the side because we don't watch that kind of stuff anymore. Well, you know, by his logic, I don't think, um, I don't think his Mean Streets, one of his first films, would have ever been made. You know, I never saw that. Really? Never seen it. Really? Never have. I think that's the first movie I ever saw Robert De Niro, and I want to say it's like late 70s, but you want to know what struck me about that? What? That's the first movie I ever saw where he or a director 
put a violent scene with opera. Interesting. Yeah, and I, I think kind of in the end, like the gangland violence that happens, he sets to an aria. And that's, I haven't seen a film in decades, but that stuck with me. I'd be curious to see that now. I know it's one of his early films, and uh, Don loves the movie. He's like, it's one of his favorites. Who's Don? Uh, my stepfather. <laughs> Wait, what's his last name? DeSisto? So, Scorsese. Yeah. So, since we're on him then. Like, on a scale of Scorsese, like, good Scorsese and bad Scorsese, what would you say is, like, Scorsese at his peak? Ooh. Um, I'm going with Raging Bull. I've seen Raging Bull, but it's been such a long time, I don't remember much about it. What about it. Goodfellas? Would that be at the end? I Most like, people like Goodfellas. I like Goodfellas. Um, you know, I, I well, was... What would be your number one Scorsese film? Um, oh, good. We'll set it to my scale. Raging Bull. And I, what would be the crappiest Scorsese film you've ever seen? The crappiest? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've ever seen? Cape Fear. I didn't like that one. Everybody like that went one. on and on about how no, great it didn't was. Like I didn't. Th I didn't really care for that either. I liked. Um, let's see. I like Goodfellas. You know, I. I didn't know until. Just I didn't know Joe Pesci, and I didn't know Ray Liotta until Goodfellas. Yeah, it's such a such a memorable film. I forgot he did Last Temptation of Christ. That's an amazing film. That was a great movie. Yes, there's a lot of controversy surrounding it, but that's a great movie. Um, uh, but looking back, I must admit, casting William Defoe was a little tone deaf. Uh, he was really good in the role, but have you ever noticed that the Jesus in most mainstream films and like Western European churches is this kind of blonde, Germanic-looking person, and that's not reality. True, true. Um, great movie. Okay. William Defoe's a great actor. But he looked like William Defoe playing Jesus. He, he did. He did. You know, all I could see was Platoon. Yes. <laughs> I like Gangs of New York. That's a good one. I truly like With that. Bill the Butcher. I'm going to go back for the worst one, The Aviator. Didn't like it. Couldn't get into it. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that either. Yeah. And we're the same. I truly enjoyed The Departed. I think, uh, yeah, it's a strong film. Shutter Island, I finally saw that with you, and I was actually impressed by it. I, I thought that was a great movie. Um, here's one that's a, a personal favorite, um, and it's his, his uh, I think he had said it's his opus to movies, Hugo. Nope, never seen it. Ah, oh, it's a great movie. Is that the one based on the French book? Yes, it is. Oh, well, how do you know that it's the book that's not great and not Scorsese? Hmm. 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 I don't know. Then read the book. Maybe I should have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I hear it's that the pictures. movie he has coming out real soon on Netflix, The Irishman, everyone's saying that that is going to be the best Scorsese movie of all time. Is that so? Yeah. They're saying that that is his ending to the mafia movies. He finally, like, now all the mafia movies, it's always like, you know, ooh, look, it's pretty. It's glamorous. It's this, that, and whatever. This one here actually takes the glamour away and strips it down. It's kind of like it's down and dirty. And everyone's saying that this movie's just oh, amazing. and it's got, like, Joe Pesci and Al Pacino. But, Pesci know, actually came out of retirement just for this. I Was Pesci having a ton of jobs? He retired from movies. Why? He just didn't want to do them anymore. Are you sure that it was, like, he retired or he just couldn't get jobs? The big thing has been that and he had he had unretired just for this movie because he had stopped doing movies. Do you movies. know what Pesci means in Italian? 
What? Fish. That's true. He's he's Joey Fishes. It's multiple fish. So I it's like Joe Fishes. Did you know that Joe Pesci helped put the four seasons together? Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. I don't believe you. That's the truth. That's the truth. Did you know that Robert De Niro is barely Italian and he's more Irish than anything? I knew that because you had told me. Yeah, yeah. He's like a quarter Italian. Yeah. Joe Pesci. But he's famous. I think he must have grown up in the culture maybe. You he seems very accepted. Yes. You can't be Robert De Niro and he really pulled Well, I don't always think it's DNA too. Like I do think like if you're raised in a culture too, then that then you are. Oh, yeah. I had I a neighbor once whose mother uh, was adopted by an Italian. I think her mother was originally Jewish, but was like adopted by an Italian American family. And it's like, well, you are Italian American. That's you know the culture and how you were raised. So maybe that's his story. Like I don't know. No, I agree with that. I mean, I think. But it's funny because he's he's known for playing Italian roles, but he's playing the Irishman, and he actually probably is, is more that... Irish <laughs> than he is Italian. But I don't know. Like maybe he didn't grow up in the Irish culture. I don't. Or think in an Irish did, neighborhood. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we should Wikipedia Robert De Niro right now at the moment. No, 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 no. So I, I'm excited. So a scale of a, a scale of Scorsese would be absolutely sucking. The Aviator. The Aviator. Yeah. yeah. So that's then like Cape Fear. Yeah, and then the best or the pinnacle of his work or the better parts of his work would be. I like Goodfellas. Raging Bull. Departed. Raging Bull. What about Taxi Driver? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. It's, it's, it's funny. I rewatched that like 10 years ago, and it didn't make the same impact on me that it did back then. I bet Mean Streets would have the same, same thing, but it's, it's more like a movie of its time. Yeah, I can see that. But some movies are a little more timeless. Yeah. So I guess we're going to go see The Irishman over the holidays, huh? I think we have to. All right, that's fair. That's fair. It is. Well, hey, um, if you've hung in with us this far, we thank you for for joining us. We definitely recommend going to Total Wine or Big Buck Store and getting a San Gregorio. That's a really reasonable deal. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. good. And if you're able to track down the Zero One sauce and you want to try something interesting, I think that's also kind of a bold choice. And it a lot is. Of fun. It's um, a pleasant surprise. You can be very happy you got it. Mm-hmm. So I guess we are going to have to work through the Super Tuscan. Oh, yeah. And if it's decent, maybe we'll podcast on it. Because um, yeah. I only podcast on the ones that are worth podcasting for, I think. Maybe we should podcast on something that isn't good. No, I don't want to do that to myself. Life's too short. Yeah, it is too short. Hey, okay, salute. Okay. Salute. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>